It's Monday the 13th September. This is episode 224 of the FPL Surgery Podcast. My name's Rich and as always I'm here with Dave. Hi there Dave. What's happening man? It's very nice to be here on this lovely day. I have had the best luck ever <laughs> this week and I am flying high. How are you mate? It's always good to start the pod with bragging, but you know how lucky you've been, isn't it? Like, well, we only just found out, so I'm still in. I'm still in, you know, happy mode. I'm sure that'll go away. But uh, I'm sure it, I'm just, sure it won't. Let until me next have week. it. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a guest though. We've got a guest today as well, as always. Rich, who, we have headlines as well, Dave. I know. Do you want me to do the headlines first? Sorry, I'm yeah. still, I'm still, I'm still running high. Um, headlines for today: uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, we discuss the premiums again, budget enablers, Antonio stick or twist, and I've put this here to see if Dave will read anything put in front of him. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't read all of it, though. I'm not reading the last bit. I, I'm no, not. Fair enough. I just refuse. It's not coming home, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I could edit that very, very smoothly. Probably not as smoothly as you. But um, yeah, we got we got a guest today. He's been on the podcast before. In his last three seasons, he's finished 12K and 16K. He supports Wolves, um, but for, in this instance, that's a that's a good thing when it comes to FPL. <laughs> so welcome back to the podcast, Jonathan, aka the Very Differential. How are you, how are you doing, Jonathan? Well, I think you're muted. Apologies. Good start there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling great. Um, not so great in FPL land, but very positive, bringing the happy vibes. So we're all good. Yeah. I I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it soon, but you, I, I appreciate you've come on. You haven't phoned in sick to the pod. Obviously, you've had a couple of really unlucky decisions where you've been on completely the wrong side of it. But you must be happy as a Wolves fan, um, despite, you know, you, despite the, all of the results, you, you look pretty good. Yeah, it's actually enjoyable to watch Wolves again. And then the other day I tuned into a uh, Tottenham match and I was like, oh, God, I, I don't miss this feeling <laughs> of seeing how Tottenham are playing. Um, yeah, a lot of positivity from a, a Wolves perspective, for sure. Yeah, and that's why it's our first headline is is basically it's Wolves because we've had so many questions about Wolves with their with their fixture swing. So we will get into that soon. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave's got to plug the YouTube, but thanks to everyone joining us today. Yes, um, we are very close to getting into that thousand. We would love it if you're listening right now to come and check it out. We do visual stuff now, so it's awesome. But also when we get to a thousand, we can start doing cool stuff that we can't do right now. So it'd be amazing if you did. If it's your first time here, it'd be awesome if you could subscribe. And there's a wee bell and it's, I'm not talking about Rich. There's an actual bell and stuff and I'll let you know when we're coming and it's great. And <laughs> he loves that joke. Um, so yeah, our, our YouTube's awesome, man. Stick around. Thank you very much for being here, everyone. I can see a noticeable change in you when you get a little bit of luck. You get a little bit more, <laughs> a bit more cocky, don't you? <laughs> what are you going to do about it? <laughs> I'm going to do absolutely nothing. I'm just going to move on swiftly. Um, so obviously we're sponsored by Fantasy Football Hub. And if you want to sign up and get a discount, you can find the link in the podcast notes or in the YouTube uh, description. So we've got some stats just from this game week. So we are recording, I should have mentioned this before, we're recording before Ever- the Everton-Burnley game. So mm-hmm. we've got some stats from the game week so far. And I, th- I think the standout thing really is, obviously we had six shots from Ronaldo and six shots from Gallagher and Saka and Gundogan and Aubameyang. But yeah. someone topped the whole thing, didn't they? It was, it was Sadio Mane. Yeah, um, hilarious. Ten shots. And he's, he's top by quite a distance now for, sh- for shots 
um, over over the season, basically. Um, I mean, Jonathan, what what do you think of Mane? Uh, well, always been a sort of threat for Liverpool, always been a great option. However, I guess there's always that problem of if you have Salah, do you have a captain Mane ahead of Salah? And then mm. if Mane's taken up a spot, say whether it's a Ronaldo or Lukaku, will there be instances where you can captain them instead of Salah? Probably yes, given they'll have a different fixture or whatever. So he's obviously a very difficult one to own, especially with everyone wanting Trent and Jota offering pretty good value, especially with the Bobby news that's um, sort of recently come out that Jota will be starting for quite a while now. So, yeah, difficult one to own. But obviously, I mean, this proves that explosiveness is certainly there for him. Yeah, I can see the reasons why people don't have him. But I mean, what was your opinion on him, on him, Dave? Um, <laughs> did you watch the Liverpool game? Did you both watch it? it? Oh my God. I, I see if I had owned him, even that goal at the end, I would have been annoyed that he didn't get more. If he passed, he could have had like 15 assists. Um, it was just a shame. It was a, it was a, it was a big shame for Manny. It just looked so desperate and so happy after, you know, he finally got there. But th- this, this whole 10 shots thing, like he, he just played, he didn't play very well. And he, he it was almost like he was shooting despite knowing that he'd like, kind of lost it a little bit like it wasn't the best time to shoot and they've the defenders have already got in front of him but he just decided to anyway because he really wanted that goal now usually that's good in in FPL but when you've got someone who's just a tiny bit more expensive and on pens and is way more clinical and also I don't know if you've seen that assist that was chalked off offside from Salah but like he's he's just incredible in every aspect and then you've got little Manny trying really hard and oh, but I, I took ten shots, guys. Come on, like it's not. <laughs> it's very difficult to c- care. <laughs> if if Ronaldo or Salah or someone people owned had ten shots, I think there'd be a much bigger deal made of it. I mean, it's it's impressive, and he's he's top of the. You know, sh- shots are what we always look for. We spend so much time saying this player's had this many shots. Generally, the players who have more shots tend to get more FPL points as well. Yeah. So I think sometimes the problem with Mane is it, he's going to be very hard to fit in. So we almost want to ignore him. So obviously a lot of people had Jota. So they're annoyed at Mane because he costs Jota points. That's true. And there is a route to get Mane. I mean, actually, first of all, Dave, if you could bring up, I've, I've done a little comparison on Fantasy Football Hub of Salah against Mane. Now, I'm not saying to get rid of Salah. Yeah. But Mane is, you know, he's he's getting more shots. Um, than, yeah, but than it's those Salah. quality of shots. Like, see if Mane had, or sorry, see if Salah had like ten shots. You expect his xG to just be one point six. Like he, he would put those bad boys away. I think there's an argument to go with both. If if someone's got Bruno, mm-hmm. and they're not too keen on going, because what you can do is you can do Bruno to Mane. You can yeah. have Mane, Salah, and Trent, and then you can move Mane onto someone like Kevin De Bruyne when he's back fit. Yeah, fair play. Um, it's it's just a suggestion, really, because. I think it's easy to just dismiss Mane. He he was used to overperform, over, didn't he? He was one of those players that always overperformed, and now he's underperforming. And I mean, last season he was doing the same thing. Yeah, and, and but uh, I mean, devil's advocate once again. It's really easy for me to play this part because what you're saying is a very you know hard to sell thing, which is to spend that much money on him, especially now that we know that like like Jonathan said, Jota's going to be in and amongst it for 7.7 million between now and you know at least three weeks of genuine starts and that's against crystal palace um and is it brentford and man city so two out of three good games potentially goes to eight depending on how you know um bobby does um with his injury recovery 
Um, Mane so... might get those two fixtures next two are really good. Mane might get 180 minutes, and then Jota might only get 120. Looking at you know recent recent kind of numbers for, for they get. I mean, yeah. Jonathan, would you not go for Mane at all? Then am I talking total rubbish? <laughs> uh, for me, just yes, just because of the. Um... It's it's the captaincy thing for me that really sells. Like, am I ever going to captain him over Salah? No, I don't think so. Given Salah has pens, and like with the whole Manny thing as well. Like at the end of last season, he was saying how, I think he was saying like how he was disappointed with how he performed on the whole and how he wasn't potentially scoring as much. So, I guess it clearly shows in his mind he's thinking I'm not finishing as many chances as I should. Sort of what Dave was saying about him like finding the ten shots and. As you mentioned, if it, if it was Salah, we will all be going crazy about it, like being for Salah and how amazing it is. But Salah doesn't have that history of last season of him sort of yeah. wasting a few too many chances or anything, whereas Mane does. And I, I think that is something to consider there. Yeah, I, to- I, to- I totally agree. There was a tweet that I read that summed it up perfectly. And I'm really sorry I forget who it was, um, but they tweeted saying... I hope it was you, John. <laughs> that would have been great. Um, they tweeted saying something like, Manny's still trying to force his way into form, which I thought was a lovely, succinct way of putting it compared to, you know, people who just kind of effortlessly fall into form like Salah. Um, so, yeah. Do you want to read? We haven't read the, the thing that we've got out on the screen. Do you want to read it out for people just so they know what we're looking at? Who are listening? I can't, I can't read it, mate. Fair play. Um, we've got Salah oh, sorry, versus Manny from the from the hub <laughs> from the hub uh, website membership thing. Link in description. Um, points thirty eight versus twenty four. Goals three versus two. Assists two versus one. Um, XG two point seven versus three point one eight. Um, for Manny there. Um, big chances three for Salah. Five for Manny. Uh, shots of the box 13 to 19 blah 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 so yeah no so, Manny's so Manny's stats Ma- Manny's dominating him yeah everything Apart except from the for the creative goals. stats but anyway that was just going to be a quick thing I just wanted to I wanted to mention Sal- uh, Manny because I, th- I think that's so impressive I think it's something we look for and I, th- I think it's worth c- worth considering but we need to get into our game weeks and I'm sorry Jonathan we're gonna st- we're gonna start with you lovely um 51 points all out this week and that was with a minus four uh, my transfers, early doors, I got rid of Conta given uh, Villa's fixtures were sort of turning and he was going down in price whilst Livramento was rising in price and he was looking quite favourable. So I thought I'd do that early to free up some funds for what I hope eventually will be Lukaku up front. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I made like those two transfers I was sort of debating between. And I went for one of them, and that was McAllister from Brighton. I had him. I had the funds to upgrade him to Jota. And I thought, from minus four, I, I do think Jota makes up more than those four points against McAllister. And I was very happy when I saw the Brighton lineup and McAllister wasn't starting. I was like, great. Uh, but McAllister actually outscored Jota this week. <laughs> Somehow with all those chances Mane had as well. And then the other, the, the other transfer that I was considering was whether... Kane to Ronaldo would be worth a minus four this week. And I thought, I definitely expect Ronaldo to probably score more points than Kane, sort of on average. Is it worth a minus four? Kane hasn't looked great. Tottenham have looked poor. But they are playing Palace and Kane can just find goals. And I sort of thought, do I really need to take another minus four for that move? Nah. Um, 
Probably should have. <laughs> probably. In hindsight, though, it is in hindsight. It is in hindsight. hindsight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were already, and you it, were also on a hit at that time as well. So it's, it's yeah, not was, only yeah, just like, would you do that? It's a, is it worth a minus eight? Yeah, something psychological. When in reality, it should just be like, is this worth a minus four? Yeah. But instead, you're sort of thinking, oh, suddenly I've taken a minus eight, even though that shouldn't come into it at mm. all. So I think there is a psychological thing. But I thought, realistically, I thought if like those fixtures were to happen like 20 times Ronaldo probably outscores Kane by two or three points which it needs to make up the four points and I thought probably not worth it in that case yeah um, would you have captained fact, him no no if, if I would have captained him I definitely would have brought him in fair play and by the way yeah. just I, I, I know Rich has already mentioned it but I just want to reiterate it's very difficult to go on to a podcast after a bad game week and i just want to say like fair play because that is a, a bad game week and and you have done so well and just coming on I, I i wouldn't have done that i would have absolutely told rich to get stuffed like <laughs> do you know what's funny do you know what's funny about this as well it's not funny but obviously when funny. you got Kane, I, I was really jealous i went for lukaku because i i made my move early and then we found out that Kane was going to be staying at spurs so easily i could have ended up going for Kane. he looked like the best captain option it was last week, wasn't it? Game week three, um, when yep. Kane looked like the best captain option on on paper. So it does show how these little moves can have knock on effects. And I, I, I think I can completely understand why you've got Kane and removing him for a minus four, and then he scores. That would look crazy as well, especially as there were some doubts about Ronaldo's minutes. You know, I know a lot of people thought he was going to start, but did we know he was going to play 90 minutes? It looks like he was asked if he wanted to be subbed off or not as well. So there was a lot of unknowns last <laughs> he week. He is the manager yeah, but... now. Um, and, and, and not only that, but like looking at the, looking at the team, like it's just, it's such a bad variation attack on you. Like Kane, not only did Kane not do well in the other options and that kind of similar price bracket did well, but like he had the worst game he has ever had in his entire career. <laughs> like that, how does that, what? I mean, we'll talk about it, obviously the plans and stuff, but the, the, yeah, I don't want to jump the gun. But how were you feeling? Did you watch that game? Uh, yeah, I did watch that game, and that's what I was saying earlier about I haven't missed the feeling of watching a Nuno team and wanting to root for it, obviously because I've got Kane there. Yeah, and I was like, oh god. Did, did you watch it all the way through? <laughs> did you? Yeah, watch... <laughs> yeah, I did. It oh. was pretty, pretty, pretty downbeat oh, viewing. God. Just for it anyone, was the first game of the game week. I was like, oh, <laughs> just for anyone who, um, who missed it, just the stats that we we're laughing about here is that uh, Kane had zero shots and zero touches, I think, in the box um, for the first time in his entire career. Um, so yeah, that's that's let's, that's actually, let's move on to your team, let's Dave. Move on. Let's yeah. <laughs> so I just I'm I'm sorry, it's so bad luck. I just can't believe that's happened. Anyway, um, I played my wild card. We talked about it um in the drinking game stream, but if you didn't watch that, that's absolutely fair play because it's not everyone's cup of tea. But the week before, we were talking about how my team is a very good candidate for a wild card. It, it and by that we meant um. It's not bad. just something that I want. It's bad, <laughs> yeah. But but not just bad, but it's something that like you could theoretically get quite a few players out and, and it would make yeah, sense. Yeah, just the way you worded it, a very good candidate for a wild card. <laughs> yeah, mate, just ask it, me. Yeah. If you ever want a CV written or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Political spin is my middle name. Uh, it's a long middle name. I have um, Alexander-Arnold and Salah and Lukaku who did well. Um, Calvert-Lewin was supposed to be playing tonight. Christensen was supposed to be playing and getting a clean sheet 
on the weekend and didn't. So uh, this is the luck I was talking about earlier. I have Cody and Livermento on the bench ready to come in for a total of 12 points. What a jammy, lucky Scottish boy I am. I'm very excited about this. Um, and to be fair, I felt unlucky with the Jota stuff. And Torres, although he didn't play the best, like he did have quite a few chances. Like it seems like he was just having an off day. And then Antonio got a red card. And I feel like, you know, Christensen isn't 100%. We kind of knew that. But it's still annoying because I at the start when the how the games worked out is that I went Ronaldo, um, and who's the Norwich boy Williams, um, four to <laughs> Lukaku and spent that million upgraded him to Christensen. So when it first started and Ronaldo had already scored and we were looking for Lukaku to kind of come in with the the good stuff. Uh, and then seeing that Christensen wasn't playing, it was almost like wow, I didn't even need to downgrade Christensen to upgrade my defense. Like, there was no point. Um, but yeah, so it's not looking good for me going forward, though, because now I've got you know a red card, a player that might not be playing every week for five million, and Calvert Lewin is potentially injured for X amount of weeks. We're not one hundred percent sure yet. But yeah, so it was good. It was a good week. Um, a total of what's that now? Do the math. 77 points. So not bad. My first good week of the season. Lukaku saved you there. Yeah. What a great transfer. And I didn't... <laughs> I didn't... <laughs> I didn't copy anyone on this panel. No, this is... The last two weeks, you've slagged off me going about Antonio. Last week, was, I was talking about Lukaku too much. <laughs> Maybe it's just you, I like slagging off. It doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. And then you, co- then you do the move. You're yeah. going to end up with Mane next week. Fair play. And uh, let's move on to you then. 76 points. Yeah, so my, my transfer this week, I decided not to go for Ronaldo. I just stuck with Lukaku and captained him. So that was an event, eventful Saturday mm. Saturday afternoon. Then my transfer, I just did Simicast to... A, I was thinking about a Wolves defender, so it was either Cody or Marcel. Um, I went for Cody because I'm trying to be a little bit safer with my picks and go for the players who are going to hopefully get more minutes. So obviously Cody, but he came in with six points. So I'm, I'm not going to complain about it. 76 points. I think I'm up to like 200, 200 and K in the world, 220 K before the not Everton bad. game tonight. So not bad. Yeah. Pretty, pretty happy. All right. Um, I don't have any questions for you. It's a very similar team to last week. Wasn't it? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just glad I, I didn't use my wild card. I didn't do a hit. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy actually after, after the disaster with all my man set, you know, with that hit I did last week where I removed 17 points. Yeah. And you have Bruno. Yeah. Bruno. Should we get into the headlines? Yeah. Let's do it. So, um, the first headline, guess, guess what it is. (laughs) Guess what it is. It is wolves. Yes, it is wolves. Yeah. So we've, we've had a lot of questions for you, Jonathan. So as, as I've already mentioned, you support wolves. You were on the pod last year and, you know, talked, talk, talked a lot of good stuff about Wolves. So we're hoping you can help us out a little bit, really. Um, if, we, if we just go through the questions and then if you want to embellish on anything, we can do that. So Mark M. Bison's come along with, um, who is the most nailed defender? Um, I think there's sort of a couple of options in here in regards to nailedness. I think Cody and Samedo are the main ones in regards to nailedness. Um, and I've seen a number of people sort of ask, is Sace nailed? Is there any chance they're going to switch to a back four or anything like that? And I think Bruno Large, like he, he's just got Wolves playing exactly how he wants them to play already. It's been pretty impressive. Like 
obviously Wolves are used to playing five at the back, but it seems like he has a clear system that the players are playing in. And I think Cody and Tomato are the ones that are most nailed. Um, obviously, Marcel, the sort of highest point scorer this week. Um, I think he should be nailed. However, there's definitely like rotation risk and injury risk. Like mm-hmm. historically, he struggled to string like three matches together before being ruled out for two months. Um, that was happening a fair amount last season. Um, and I would say like the backup to Tomato is Hoover, who's like, He's all right, but he's he's not really close to where Samedo is right now, whereas the backup to Marcel is Eight Nori, yeah. who I think is very good, is very attacking. So I expect some rotation down the line at some point if Marcel does stay fit, whenever that might be, I'm not sure. Um, and then as for the other defenders, um, Sice and Kilman, they're... I mean, when you, when you sort of hear that, you think, oh, well, I guess when Bolly comes back in, that's going to be for Kilman. Mm. But Kilman's been playing very, very well, I think. Um, and Sice has been solid as well. So I don't think it's necessarily a given. I think we definitely stick with the five at the back. So it will be sort of only one of those dropping out, not not as just reverting to two central defenders. But I don't think it's absolutely sure it's going to be Kilman who drops out. Um, there might be a chance that he's worked his way into Bruno Large's um, plans there. So is it as straightforward as Cody's the most nailed and Samedo's the most attacking? Would, would that be yeah, fair? I, I, mean, I, the... I don't think Samedo's far off being as nailed as Cody okay. either. He's, he's pretty much nailed, I think. Like he's, That's his spot. I, I don't really see much rotation going on there at all um, because I think what he offers Wolves is absolutely huge. Marcel's very close to offering that much. However, his backup's better than the backup for Samedo. Yeah. So if you've got the extra point four because of how attacking your fullbacks have looked, you'd probably go Semedo then, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think he has to be the best option. I mean, even when we had our tougher fixtures before the Watford game, like we we wouldn't even necessarily be on the counter attack and suddenly you see Semedo in like right wing <laughs> just being the furthest man forward. It's pretty ridiculous. And more and more as teams may start to want to like defend deeper, such as a team like Watford this past week. Samedo's only going to get further and further up the pitch. And already his heat maps were looking incredible against the sort of um, tough opposition we had. Um, so Samedo's definitely worth the extra money if you can stretch to him, I think. It's a shame his finishing's worse than Mane's. <laughs> yeah, might even be yeah. worse than Traore's as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. I was going to ask, so obviously someone like yourself would have watched every game last season um and now that he is further forward we, we have to talk about him you know like you mentioned heat maps and stuff but genuinely although rich was joking about his finishing like that's what i like he's kind of the dockery um stuff mm-hmm. but now it looks like he's not actually as good as dockery in terms of like his final third stuff um passing finishing actually putting away chances do you do you worry about that like why should i spend more money on him if he's if he's rubbish <laughs> if he's rubbish up, because up, up top. I, I don't think he's that bad i think we've just seen him miss a couple of like pretty big chances but i, yeah. I don't think he necessarily will continue that sort of theme throughout um and he just seems like someone who like that's the way large wants him to play he wants him to be there very often i think the great thing about samedo as well whether it's trinchow or Traore out wide on that side very often you see 
that attacking winger get the ball and they will sort of look to run at the defender out wide, which means Semedo loves coming on the um, coming on the underlap, like cutting inside. So suddenly Semedo's in a more favourable position than either Trinchao or Traore, whoever has the ball out there. Like that's just how good of a position he ends up getting in. Right. And I guess the next thing that that ends up bringing us on to is uh, Jimenez as well, because obviously a lot of the crosses will be for Jimenez. Yeah. Obviously he hasn't had any luck so far, but I, I think that will come as well. Okay. Has he looked more confident in the air since his injury? Because I heard a few people a couple of weeks ago thinking he didn't quite look right. I don't, I don't know what your take on that is. I, I think he's looked fine. Um, I, yeah, I've seen people, so I've seen some people suggest like, oh, he's not the same player as before. I, mm. I don't think that's true. Like, I think he's still the same player. It's just we've only seen him have so many attempts in the air, and he's definitely attacking the ball in the air, trying to get on the end of it and head it. Just the balls haven't, haven't quite been right for him yet and he's had a couple of headed chances as well and he has been sort of attacking the ball and stuff so I, I don't think it's changing the way he plays or anything like that we just haven't seen the supply that we want to see for him basically yeah yeah because Alistair tweets was basically asking if Jimenez is a buy Alistair said I don't watch much football I mostly play based on stats but would appreciate the eye test on his return as it's something very hard to model so I guess you've covered you know a fair bit of it there but I mean, I guess the key question is, would you be bringing him in, you know, if you needed to bring a striker in this week, which may well be the case with a couple of players out? Yeah, I, I guess like the other options around that price range are probably would have been um, DCL. So now that he's injured, not sure how long he's injured for, but there's that. And then I guess the other options, Bamford. But I think Jimenez is a very good sort of reasonable pick to be going for. Um, especially with you see you are seeing like how much creation is going from those wide positions for us, from Marcel and Semedo and then even Trinchao and Traore when they start to get wider, there's going to be a lot of crosses put in, and I think it's just a matter of time before he starts sort of firing. To be honest, um, so I think he's still a very good option to have. Whether he's the best in that price bracket, difficult to say. Bamford's obviously a great pick as well, um, but he's definitely a viable choice. Yeah, I think it's and it's good because he's he's a lot cheaper, right? I think is Bamford still seven point eight or seven point nine, and and Jimenez is all the way down there at seven point four, which gives you an extra point five million on that decision, which I means mean, you can upgrade. You know, your we're going to get onto Antonio shortly, but if someone was looking to replace Antonio, you can go down to Jimenez if you have no money in the bank, but you can't yeah. get up to Bamford. So. Yeah, that's another great one. It's good. It's it's how cheap are our wolves? To be fair, like that's why <laughs> that's why we're all storming it. Um, there was a question in chat. Um, which was, is Sa worth the extra 0.5 over Rhea and Sanchez? What do you think about that, Jonathan? Um, I think I'd just rather go for the other defensive assets, to be honest, in Wolves, um, yeah. and, and look towards a defender rather than a goalkeeper. Um, I think sort of the expected goals conceded has been pretty good from a Wolves point of view, so then that starts to limit like save points. And historically... It, it was certainly the case last season with Patricio, whether that continues or not. We wouldn't concede many chances, but the ones we did were there were a lot of like clear cut chances. It wasn't sort of like long pot shots, which is what you want if your keeper's facing them because you want them to rack up those save points. So if that sort of continues and it's sort of teams creating very big chances against us, I, I don't think the keeper's a great option, to be honest. 
Fair play. I'm not quite sure how good he is yet either. I was going to ask because <laughs> I, I know you weren't the the biggest fan of Patricio. So nah, he was poor. He, yeah, last season anyway. Um, before that, he was reasonable, but yeah, Patricio was sort of very poor uh, <laughs> by the end of <laughs> by the end of his reign. I think. Um, yeah, play. we'll see how Sar is. He's he's been solid enough so far, but we'll see. <laughs> we have so many so many questions we've got questions in the chat we've got questions i got off twitter so i'm gonna i'm gonna move on um so fpl rodney asks about you touched on them again trinkow and traore and basically what you what you think of them because i know there's like podence he's he's back now isn't he or cameroon off the bench so um, yeah. i guess it's comparing those 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 wingers against players like jimenez and Samedo, who you've mentioned and made quite a good case for i guess mm-hmm. Would you start looking at those those midfielders, or maybe they're not the place to be looking with Wolves? Yeah, I don't think they're really the place to be looking. Um, like, if I had to pick one, it would be Traore because he just offers so much. Like Trinchao, he's he's been playing great, but Traore is just different class of player. Like no one's like him, is there really? Um, so he's just pretty much always got to play. But um, I think in regards to Wolves assets, it's sort of got to be those attacking defenders or. Jimenez um, and in fact Trin Chao he ended up coming off for Huang um, the striker that we brought in and then Pedence came on later so that wasn't even a like for like swap we ended up with sort of two strikers on the pitch and Jimenez and Huang and Traore on the pitch also at a time so it's not even like he's just going to get replaced by Pedence and there's just that one rotation place that's two clearly based on what Large did so bit of a risk there in regards to sort of rotation and minutes and all that sort of stuff Nice, nice. Um, Dave, do you want to ask the question from FPL Everest? Yes. Wolves have created eight big chances in the first four game weeks, which is three more than Chelsea. Do you think this is sustainable, considering they have so many good fixtures coming? Uh, I, I think whether it's sustainable to that level, I'm not sure. Um, but I think we will continue to keep creating chances. Um, however, I do think the fixture this week, Brentford, is it really that favourable? I mean, defensively, they've looked great. Um, yeah. Much better than a lot. And like you see it on paper, Wolves versus Brentford. Wolves have been looking good. Oh, that's sort of a buy. But realistically, Brentford have been very, very solid. I mean, like the expected goals I've considered have been so low. They were very unlucky to lose to Brighton as well. I think it was only a 0.2 XG against them, against Brighton, who obviously we know are a very good team. Yeah, so, it's not like your guys are going up against, I don't know, Tottenham or something, you know, 3-0 mm-hmm. all over the place. I, I totally agree. <laughs> I totally agree. Um, do you do you think that, I know that when we talk about big chances, we always talk about the fact that it could be inaccurate and stuff. But for, from watching them as, as like a hawk like you do, do you think that those big chances have been inflated or, or, or do you think that stat accurately reflects how many big chances you have had? I think they've been inflated based on how we play against sort of the better teams, so to speak, in that we hit them very well on the counter-attack. And if you're creating a chance on the counter-attack where they've got limited amount of players back, that's probably going to be a big chance, right? Just because yeah. like, you basically beat the last man, especially when you've got like a Traore just sprinting past the defence. That's going to end up being a big chance. So I think it's inflated by the fact that we've been playing big teams, which sounds a bit backwards, that we're creating the big yeah. chances against the bigger teams. It makes teams, sense. But, it totally makes sense. It's yeah. like similar to the way that Vardy always gets big chances and things like that. It's 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 a similar story. Um, so they're not big the, chances. The point... They're okay chances. <laughs> what were you going to say, Rich? <laughs> I, just, I just think the, the 
the point you were touching on there, I think it was a discussion we had the other week, wasn't it, where big chances are you know, humans, humans decide if they're a big chance. Someone's watching the game and saying this is a big chance, this is not, and yeah. it was something we were discussing like the other week. But and we discuss it a lot. Like to be fair, um, I see it often as replies to big chances um on twitter and things and i i never thought about it until you mentioned it to me now i seem to see it everywhere maybe i was just uh, not not paying attention which is probably fair probably probably um, but no that, that, <laughs> that was brilliant jonathan i really appreciate you going through all those especially the defenders it's the defenders that are really interesting to me i'm sat here with cody i am happy because he's nailed but i am thinking should i chuck in tomato somehow or, or look at chelsea defenders so i mean they're going to be players that i think people are looking at for you know multiple weeks yeah, so 100%. really, really useful that. On our next headline, we're going to have to discuss the premiums again. Um, obviously, <laughs> after this game week, where it was basically the only strikers he scored were the premiums: Lukaku with a brace, Ronaldo with a brace. A lot of the other um, attackers did did poorly. Calvert Lewin's injured. Antonio suspended now. Yep. So a good question from Mark again is: Is it possible to get Ronaldo, Lukaku, and Salah into a half decent team? So yeah, is if, it? Who's a good person to ask about that? I'm I might be quite biased. I'm I'm <laughs> gonna go to our guest. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Jonathan. Um what are your thoughts? I mean you're not on wildcard or anything like that at the moment, are you? No. no. But um I do have plans and my plans are sort of by game week seven. I will have a team with Ronaldo, Lukaku, Salah and Trentin. Just because I do think all of them are sort of see they can be in that category of I don't like to say essential but season long keepers essentially, mm. yeah. um, and like I think based on the team I'm looking to get as well I've got full bench depth there's plenty of enablers as well for instance like Dennis up top um, who's been playing and playing fairly well at Watford and they've got some pretty good fixtures I, th- I think you can definitely get them into a, a reasonable weather. I guess everyone's definition of half decent teams different, <laughs> um, but yeah, quite. I, I think it is possible. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I mean, of I'm, I'm exactly. Well, yeah, because I, <laughs> yeah, do, do I spoil what I've done? I mean, I've basically I've done a hit. I already did a hit the other day. Um, yeah, so spoil I've got, it. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah, so I've got Ronaldo, Lukaku, Salah, and Trent all in one team, and I think Jonathan makes a good point because you're saying that you know everyone's opinion on a good team is different. I'm quite happy playing 4.5 million defenders as long as they've got good fixtures because you know like this week they can pick up six points. Obviously, I didn't mention Webster. Webster got injured when he should have had a clean sheet. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I've I've just done it the 4-4-2. I think that's the the best way to do it. Yeah, I think Antonio it's, it's, it's going to be too injured. difficult to do it any other way. I think it's going to be, sorry for jumping in, it's going to be too difficult to do it without having a multitude of defenders simply because they're the cheapest assets that play regularly that have a chance of points, right? I think there's no well, way exactly, to go Exactly, exactly. I guess they, they also make, I think they make the best first subs as well, these 4.5 or less defenders. Yeah, you're telling as, me. As they've found out this week, actually. You're telling me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, they can just put up one pointers and not pointers, but generally, for the, for the price, for 4.5, they can easily pick up six to nine points. On, on, a, on a week so I, th- I think it's possible but you've got to go like four at the back to do it yeah so and it was and, easy for just just to mention i know we're going to go into it but it was easier for you because you still had bruno right it wasn't like you wild carded or you took bruno out to get lukaku when you did so it was easy for you to kind of jump up right yeah cause, well because yeah because i had lukaku already i already yeah. had lukaku I, yeah so i had three premiums so i yeah. had lukaku salah and bruno so i've just switched it around and got ronaldo in for bruno yeah 
exactly. It's not like he wildcarded or anything. Don't worry. Um, and in my in my opinion, with the three, is that as long as all the cheapies keep doing what they're doing, like it means that you're omitting, you know, say I don't know, Grealish all of a sudden becomes an option. All of a sudden, the eight million player or the nine million player, or whatever, they go mm-hmm. on an absolute tear. They become Lingard for eight weeks or whatever. You guys are gonna have to sell one of them, one of them to get them. Now you might not want to. But it's an extremely inflexible team as soon as you hit that, you know, TAA, Salah, and then uh, Lukaku and Cristiano Ronaldo. So is there is there a point that you're worried that the only kind of flexibility you have, Rich, is going to be, you know, those cheapies? You know, you're going to be, for the next, what, eight game weeks, you're going to be swapping 4.5s for 4.5s. And you're going to be like, oh, is it Sar or Trincao that I get? Like, that's that's your life for the next two months. Yeah. So, no, you've got a point. And I mean, if someone like Antonio or Calvert-Lewin or Bamford starts really hitting form, that's, yeah. they're going to be hard to get in. But that's why I kind of like doing it ahead of wildcard. So if it goes wrong, I can I could just wildcard. And yeah. I mean, meanwhile, you say that, you know, I, won't, I might not have someone like Greenwood. I might have Sar instead. But then I've got Ronaldo or Lukaku instead of... Bamford or or Dennis or whoever like yeah so I'm happy doing it ahead of wildcard I I think it's possible but I also think because the prices are going to start moving on these players yeah I think you've got to get in there fast how many hits have you taken so far four game weeks in two it's my second hit second hit and um because because I'm just thinking that advice of oh yeah no, I think it's a really good idea as long as you do it before your wildcard because then I've got that in my back pocket like there's a lot of people like me who've already used it or are planning on using it this week and it'd be silly for them not to do it on their wild card so would you say that they shouldn't do it if they're using their wild card to only do it if you have your wild card to fix it if it you know messes up it's it's always team dependent isn't don't it don't you like, give me that i want an answer from you i want it now <laughs> i mean if, if i don't know because if someone's used their wild card they probably only used it last week yeah like yourself, for example. So maybe you'd be a better example. Would you look at doing a hit now to bring in without your wildcard? Would you now look at a hit to bring Ronaldo in? Absolutely not. One billion percent no. I think the thing is, if you don't have Bruno, it's probably very, very hard to do because you've obviously spread your money a bit bit yep. wider. So I think you just continue. If if I didn't have wildcard, I probably would just continue without it. But obviously, it's like I said, it's team dependent because you're, the whole route you're taking is completely different to, to mine. And if I'd done like what Jonathan did and got got Kane in, which I was very close to doing, yeah, it would be different again, wouldn't it? Because now I'd probably be looking at doing Kane to Lukaku. Actually, Jonathan, that's a good question. Um, I've just thought of. Well, I think it's a good question. So <laughs> Ronaldo or Lukaku, you must be eyeing eyeing them up. Do you have like a preference that you'd go with now? Yeah, I've already done it. Um, I couldn't ah, uh, look at Kane. So spoilers, <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry. I've not done any transfers. <laughs> sorry, no. Continue. I'm if I myself. was eyeing up a transfer, and it could <laughs> yes. well have been Cristiano. <laughs> so Ronaldo. Yeah, over uh, Ronaldo, Lukaku. just because of those next two Lukaku mm. fixtures. But then I've got a plan to get Lukaku in alongside him once those fixtures change in game week seven. It's, so I think I'm going like Ronaldo for the next couple and then I'll have Lukaku by the side of him. Yeah. That's, I, do you know I, what? I, was I very, absolutely do that as well. Go I was, I've been very pro Lukaku and I was happy going without Ronaldo. But then I, the more I've started thinking about it, obviously I watched Chelsea against Villa. I started thinking I probably would be scared not captaining Ronaldo in, in game week six against against Villa lunch that, in that lunchtime kickoff. 
Um, I mean, you could you could still captain. Um, I think Salah's away at Brentford that week. But I'm just starting to think maybe I would captain Ronaldo in game week six. But like you say, from game week seven onwards, you're not going to captain Ronaldo. I mean, maybe you could in game week seven. From game week eight onwards, you're not going to captain Ronaldo for quite <laughs> well, Maybe you quite could in eight. Well, from game week nine and onwards, we'll do that. No, I'm joking. The, the, the thing that I, I was going to say there is that it's interesting because last week when everyone was on a wild card, we were talking about whether to go with Lukaku and you have one good fixture or Cristiano Ronaldo and you have two fixtures, but then you would have to then go to Lukaku or think of a plan in the way through. But if you're wildcarding now or you're transferring one of them in now, if you if you went Kane, etc., um, Lukaku's not a really good option. It would be so weird to bring him in with two bad Le- fixtures. Lukaku's Spurs, I quite like the Spurs fixture anyway. I know they had three clean sheets, but their defensive data would look pretty bad. Now Spurs have got D- D- Eric Dyer's injured. Um, Tanganga got sent off. Yeah, that's a bad thing. That He's Lukaku fixture against Spurs could be, that could be, I'm looking at Jonathan's face here. That, that could be pretty <laughs> tasty. I mean, it's gone up, hasn't it? In the, that's, yeah, 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 it's true. definitely looking much better now for sure. Did, did you yeah. do the trend? I, I did, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think both of them are good options. Um, to be honest, I just slightly prefer Ronaldo's fixtures a little bit more. So, what is yeah, I keep wanting to ask you plan questions. We're not allowed to do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm spoiling questions. Um, in, in regards to the three that we've been talking about premiums and three versus two and that we can get a good team and stuff, um, are any of you guys considering, well, Rich, you kind of haven't done it, so I guess just, just Jonathan. Um, you have two premiums right now, right? Yes, yep. Would you be considering going for someone like you know, Bruno again or trying to go for Mane or I know we've talked about it, but is, is it obvious that you're just going to go with two and run with it now? Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, two for the time being. Um, yeah, I think they're just like, those two are the ones who I think could well be worth holding the whole season, whereas I don't think Bruno or Mane are any longer in that category i yeah. guess manage has like obviously isn't He's in that category when he got salah but but <laughs> bruno now that ronaldo's in there i don't think bruno's in that category anymore yeah let's talk uh, about that for a bit yeah. um rich go about bruno yeah what okay so we always we talked about the guy Will... who's never captain bruno about bruno yeah that's why <laughs> <laughs> i know you love him so much no um my 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 question would be to the to both of you guys um rich we'll start with you is we talked about Cristiano Ronaldo coming in and maybe making Bruno obsolete. And we watched the game. We know Bruno scored, but we know that... And we also know that he was passing a little bit and, and had some assist potential and he's still a great player. But would you say from just one game's worth of, of eye test or if you look at the stats, that his uh, FPL pull or, or, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you think it's away? Do you think he's? Do you think he's yeah, now not a great asset? Um, I should say I didn't actually watch the game because I was I was at the Reading game. But I've Jonathan, watched, I watched the, watched the watch highlights, the and I mean, I was actually quite surprised watching the highlights. Like the stats for Bruno looked pretty bad, but there were several times where Bruno did seem quite advanced. Maybe it was just mm. because they're specific highlights. Bruno was quite advanced at times, and Ronaldo did seem to come come a little deep, which kind of disagreed with the heat maps that I saw. So I mean, maybe that's something with with heat maps. Um, that, that didn't pick it up. But, I mean, statistically, he looked bad. You know, I think he was... I mean, it's fair to say now he's 
his price was based on penalties, and we don't know if he's going to be on penalties. Yeah. So I think it's quite clear. I've I've got rid of him. You know, I called him a placeholder in game week one. That's when true. He got that, that you were this trick. close to doing um, the money thing. Yeah. Well, that's that's the other thing. I think if I had Bruno Sorry, and had no need to go for Lukaku or Ronaldo, what's so funny? Because uh, he did do the the Mane thing. I, I did the Mane oh, thing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he made a yeah, face. Sorry, and I can't not say it. Like, what, what am I supposed to do? I'm so glad I didn't do this pub with you last year because I with my rank last year. You would have been taking the piss out of me like constantly. Yeah. What would you imagine? Marathon, not a sprint. Um, but yeah, if, if I had Bruno, I. Which I did, to be fair, and I went for Ronaldo. If you have no want to go for two premium strikers, I could see a worse route than going for Mane and then going for someone like De Bruyne. Again, probably you know ahead of wildcard. Yeah, I think it's a case of you can get three premiums in, but you've got to be happy with the cheaper midfielders. So you can't be looking at like the Greenwoods and the Jotters. You have to shop more in like the Sars, the Gallagher's. Um, Rafinha would probably be your second most expensive midfielder. Yeah, that's a so great segue. How attached those players you are. That's a great segue, mate. Oh, into the budget enablers. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even do that on purpose. I know, I know. We're going to do the piss break first, and then we'll come back with the uh, budget enablers. Thank you very much for listening so far. We will see you in a second. Welcome back. And just before we get into our third headline, which is budget enablers, I just want to give a shout out to our Patreon. Um, so we had a new sign up this this week, which was Alex Ball. The first ever surgery pod I was on was with Alex and Stefan was hosting because Iceman was on the holiday. Um, so thank you, Alex. And if anyone would like to sign up to the, the Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash FPL surgery. Or you can just Google FPL surgery Patreon or there's probably links in the description. And why would they want into- to sign up for Patreon, Rich? What's the pull? Why should I do that, Rich? To, su- to support the podcast. Oh, I, was, I thought you were going to go into like, a, well, we do this, this and this, but you're not. You're no, just, I've been like, doing just that all day us. and I don't feel very well. <laughs> if anything, it's selling, for selling stuff all day and then what? <laughs> and then I've got to sell the Patreon. I mean, when mm. I signed up to the Patreon, I just did it because I like the podcast. Yeah. Um, there are there are benefits. We, we're doing a weekly podcast. <laughs> Don't say you don't want to sell it and then start selling it. Just go straight in. That was just that was just natural. I couldn't. Oh, was it good? You just can't. You're just a natural born salesman. I I care more about budget enablers at the moment. Same actually. Let's go for it. Yeah. So, are there any budget enablers we're 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 looking at? Basically, I think there's one that's been talked about quite a bit. He plays for Palace. It's Gallagher. So we'll start with midfield. Okay. Yeah, we just go just go all over the place, really. Yeah, okay, I th- I think cool. The defenders, I think they speak for themselves, really, the, the defenders. Do you think so? Because, I mean, there's a lot that have dropped in price. I would, I right, would like to talk about Ben defenders White. Then. I mean, obviously, on Mabaladeli, he's now 3.9 and he did start, but then Norwich have really rotated because of the internationals. So, do we know if he's nailed? No. Okay, okay. Well, clearly, you don't want to talk in, about right? <laughs> You've came back from this piss break with sass. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, Jonathan, would you like to go first with any enablers <laughs> that you have been thinking about in the Just last? the defenders? Uh, let's or... start with defenders, yes, please. Defender. I, I guess a lot of people probably have him, but Livermento's 
one of the best options. Um, I think he had an yep. XA of one for the season, which is actually like, I, I think it's in like maybe the top five for defenders XA, which is very high for someone so cheap. Great stat. Um, and I, I mean, yeah, I haven't really looked into it, but I feel like there's a load of 4.5 mil defenders knocking about with reasonable fixtures that you could justify from a number of teams, to be honest. Um, yeah. Obviously, Wolves included there, so... Yeah. I wanted to talk quickly about um, the players who have dropped in price that do start. So, like, White, for example, is 4.4 now. And for people who had Barnes maybe at the start or have had players who have price dropped on them and they've lost money, um, they could be looking to these players. Um, Veltman's also dropped in price to 4.4. Uh, would you be thinking about any of these guys? Do you care about price? I think Veltman actually played I think he played as a right midfielder at the weekend mm. as well. So that's like a pretty good option there. Yeah. Um, so like, I, I can't say I've really looked that far into the 4.4s, but Veltman's definitely an option there with I mean, the positions I'm just he's been playing. If, so. I was wondering if Duffy's now more nailed because obviously Webster's got this hamstring injury. Hamstring in, injuries tend to go on for a while. I believe Dan Byrne's still injured. So that mm. could lock Duffy in more potentially. At four point two. Oh well, at we least, know about we'll at least have him for longer, right? If if we were waiting for other players to come back, and now we've got even more injuries, yeah, we'll at least have him for a wee bit longer. Because mm. the Brighton defenders, all of them, I do like the Brighton defenders. That's why I'm a bit gutted I've lost Webster because I was happy. You know, we're talking about four point fives. Quite happy to have him just you know in the team, especially yeah. as a nailed asset, cheaper than Dunk because obviously Dunk's five million. Yeah, I yeah, agree. I think... Their their fixtures are a little bit. Uh, iffy um, after game week eight though so I'm I'm sure that there's not going to be many people people picking uh, Brighton on their wild card oh, however know, if so you're good still... though I know that's like, for I their thinking. price for their price they're so good yeah we've even got Lamptey coming back to fitness um, 27th of September um, which would be uh, game week six for Crystal Palace away um, and then they've got Arsenal which is a great fixture and then Norwich um, then they have two bad ones, but then they come back. Newcastle, Aston Villa, Leeds, West Ham, Southampton. It's 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 okay, and and I really like the fact that you know we've now got a four point four, like Lamptey there. Um, but I wanted to quickly spin round to White. What do you guys think about Arsenal? You know that 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 absolute belter defending that they did in the weekend um, for the tremendous one nil. Um, are you guys considering their defence again? Or Ramsdale started? That's something. No. Okay, cool. Let's I, I know. Uh, I think White's very, very good value. There's so many of these players that are good value, like yeah. 4.5 and under. Like, more than I remember for quite a while, especially if we're looking at trying to cram as many premiums in as possible. But I think what Jonathan wants to talk about here, because he got very excited on Twitter about the, the number of shots Arsenal took. So maybe it's the attack you're a bit more ha happy about. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, can... I, yeah, I don't know whether it's happy about that. <laughs> you seemed excited. But... Yeah, I, I was just surprised by the amount of noise I saw. People being like, "Oh, look at Arsenal, fluking a one-nil win," and it's like they've had thirty shots, and Aubameyang's <laughs> had six, Saka's had six. Uh, who was the other one? Uh, Pepe. Pepe had six shots as well. Like just getting shots off for fun there. Yeah, That's three times more shots than Mane. <laughs> that's like when people were like oh Kane cost three Ben Whites <laughs> um, yeah so I guess Arsenal are 
almost every single one of their players have dropped in price. So if they start buying it again, then they could be enablers that also, I feel like I do this every season where I look for players who have dropped in price to bring in because there's always a, a, a player out there that will, you know, like Doherty in... 1819 where he went down for a red card and then he started banging like I'm, I'm always looking for if I'm going for an enabler and I'm not going to be using a lot then I would want one who's dropped in price so I can make money on them do you guys do that at all do you care about that Rich I mean I, mean, I look I look who's dropping and I've, there's a few that stand out they're not necessarily budget ones like Chilwell he's, mm. he's dropped I think he's down to like five seven now so I don't yeah. think he's gonna be one that's gonna come in soon but yeah, there is a lot of value there. But then there's also players who are overpriced to start with. So I think you do have to be aware of that. Like some of these players may have dropped, but it doesn't mean their value. Yeah, Hudson Adoy has dropped 0.2, for example. <laughs> yeah, I think you've just got to try and try and ignore it. But it, eventually, there will be some that are that are better value than others. But that's the same with the pricing at the start. It just it's just they're not rounded to 0.5. Eventually, the market will figure itself out um at least for the the players who got a, a percentage of ownership because some some players just stay at their starting price because they were so badly priced in the begin with um let's move on to midfield then um let's set a price on it so enablers would would we say six million in le- or less yeah that yeah. sounds about that sounds right. good jonathan who are we who are we working with buddy um i i mean i know earlier i was saying i was sort of anti-wolves somewhat <laughs> in regards to the Trinchow and Traore but I mean I mean they're still good options especially if you can't get to other Wolves assets first I just think the other Wolves assets are better out of the two it'd definitely be leaning towards Traore there but then I was looking at sort of the XG stats for that sort of price range and Gineppo has the highest sort of price range I think for midfielders um, wow. in that sort of bracket at 1.4 um, I did mention this to rich before and he said oh i think he had one chance which was a 0.9 so um <laughs> to be fair i don't know if it that. was i just remember him missing an absolute <laughs> open i think it was almost an open goal it was a few weeks ago and i like looking out for Gineppo. so yeah, yeah i know he's your boy uh, 5.5 5 million 5.5 mil yeah and then gallagher obviously um a lot of hype around him at the moment he's got a 1.3 xg 5.6 million yeah um and Buemo, I mean, their fixtures aren't great, but he's still an out-of-position midfielder at Brentford who haven't looked too bad. Um, he's on a 1.2 XG. And then, obviously, um, Damari Gray's an option as well at 5.6 mil. Yeah, um, we're, missing, so... we're missing him tonight. I don't know how he's playing. Maybe someone in the chat could do. But, um, yeah, Decore and Gray was is, is something that people have been talking about quite a lot. It'd be good to see how they're doing against Gallagher them. seems to be the, the big one this week that Jonathan mentioned. Cause you know, he yeah. got, he got two assists. Obviously he won the penalty and he had six shots as well. I think there's only one that was actually on target though. And yeah. I think he does offer good value, but there's obviously he was taking a lot of set pieces and Elise came on with about 10, 15 minutes to go. And I do think Elise the way he takes set pieces, I think he could easily steal them off Gallagher. I've only seen Gallagher play like twice in my life. Yeah. Obviously, I've seen Elise play a lot more times, mainly on the telly because of because of lockdown. But um, <laughs> I, you know, I could see him taking some, if not all, set pieces. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. But obviously, I'm not, I'm not a football scout. I don't scout free kick quality. But Elise's got a very good delivery. And I'm, I'm glad you added that caveat. By the way. <laughs> I'm glad you added that caveat. I had to now, add I'm that not, caveat just in I'm case anyone tuned in for the first time. <laughs> Sorry, continue. But yeah, so but Gallagher, I mean, he could still be great value at five point six 
regardless of that, looking at the numbers he's putting up, I'm just saying at least say he's 5.5. Maybe I'm a little bit biased, but he could take some of that value away. Plus, with the fixtures for Palace, we can probably wait a few weeks, can't we? Yeah, that's fair play. I'm I'm gonna mention someone something just as a um, oh okay, never mind. I figured it out. I was gonna say he didn't get any bonus on uh, against Spurs, um, but he got a yellow card. So never mind me. But that's why if anyone was concerned, <laughs> was worried because he's got he got two assists the game before he got two goals. Um, he's he's clearly a decent player. So even without set pieces, do we think he's worth it over the likes of Gray? If you had to pick, Jonathan, um, I'm not. I think I'd probably lump for Gray to be honest. Yeah. Um, given he's been starting a lot of games and getting a lot of time in Everton, I guess I've looked okay so far. Not amazing, not awful. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I'd probably lean towards Gray personally. Fair play. But I, I think it's close. I think it's up in the air between those two. And I'd lean towards paying the extra 0.4 and getting Sarin because obviously they've got some really good fixtures coming up. You know, they've got Norwich, then Newcastle, then Leeds. Yeah. And he's on penalties and he's a 90 minute man as well, Sar. So I think I'll, I'll try and get up to Sar. I think those Palace guys can wait, but I think they're worth having a discussion about. They're worth like keeping our eyes on. Yeah. But, I mean, if I was wildcarding, I would not feel good about putting Gallagher in as a starter to enable the all the premiums. But no. I think that would be... I'd rather like I think there's better value in the defenders if you're going to go if you're going to go that kind of route and you know go heavier at the back you know four or five at the back yeah so I, I think most of those defenders are going to outscore someone like Gallagher like quite quite considerably as well he'd be like a rotational player if you go for someone like him yeah which is a, it's a, it's funny because he he went uh, he rose in price yesterday and it seems like you know the casuals at least see you know 15 points one week eight points the next week like let's bring him in um the fixtures for crystal palace aren't that good but then again you know three nil against spurs is pretty it's again decent. it's 10 it's 10 men though like these things can yeah these red cards can skew skew things nah eduard is just that good mate trust me um it's yeah, uh, um, it's 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 a weird one. Shall we move to strikers now that we're talking about Eduard? Or is there anyone we yeah, let's do we strikers go? quickly, then get onto our next headline. Yeah, do it. Yeah, because I, d- I don't think there's that many. I mean, Jonathan, are there any of the budget strikers? I know we're talking a lot about the premium strikers, but are there any budget strikers? What price are we talking to? about first? That's the thing. I'm probably thinking six point like five or six or lower. Yeah, Saint Maximin six point five, Armstrong six, Mapai six point five. I feel like that's. That's I think pretty we're talking budget. about the Pookie Armstrong kind of range. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. All right. Yeah, I'm. I'm personally looking at what I've got, sort of a longer term plan, and to enable, I've got Dennis at 5.2 mil. I mean, mm. he's a reverse out of position player, poo player. <laughs> yeah. Playing at left mid, but he's he's still getting chances and stuff. And for someone who I might occasionally need to lean on, and he's got some pretty reasonable fixtures coming up with. Norwich, Newcastle, Leeds, then Liverpool and Everton. If I if I need to play him, it's not the end of the world. He is getting forward. Um, but I mean I'm not sort of going crazy over him. He's it's, just there to be able to enable others. It's interesting that because like you said, you're not you're you know, you if you have to lean on him, you you'd be fine with that. He's doing okay. But he's point seven million more than the cheapest person you could get. And if you if you move that to the the defence, point seven more than the cheapest you can get is a four point five like constantly playing defender would you 4.7 yeah you know what i mean so would you would you consider that to be um 
worth doing that then for Dennis when you could when you could just move that money elsewhere and just go for the cheapest of cheap because players like Armstrong who've actually shown that they're, they're doing well each week St. Maximum's perform well but you're paying for that little bit extra um what, what do you I think, think I think the fixtures are sort of good enough to claim and for him to be worth a 0.7 yeah if I need him to be honest and I mean the defenders I'd still like just go pretty cheap back there um as we said like there's so many like good 4.5 mil options that I can just load up on those defenders at the back which leaves me a bit of cash to make sure I have a forward who actually starts games and can potentially offer something in those games as well that I, I don't mind starting so given I don't mind starting it's not like I, I guess I'm quite weird in a way with my sort of general FPL approaches I tend to like to have a full playing bench unless I've got yeah. a sort of plan for a very immediate wild card yeah. which I don't but you'll dead so end your I, team I want, yeah, and I don't necessarily play like a set formation. It'll be whoever I think is the best pick for that week. And I can go from like a 4-3-3 to like a 5-3-2 the next week um, based on the amount of bench depth I've got. And obviously it means I lead to benching points, but that's just sort of how it is. It just lets me have a later wild card. Um, yeah. So that's why I'm looking at a 5.2 rather than a 4.5 mil who simply doesn't play. Especially if you're planning on going for the double premiums. I agree. Sorry, go for it, Rich. I just, um, obviously, I talk to Jonathan a lot, and it always freaks me out how much money you have on the bench. I mean, you, you do use it well, because obviously in previous seasons, I've seen you you pick up players well before anyone else, like Gundogan. You were talking about him before anyone was even considering him. El Ghazi. So it does help you move around getting different players in, because you, obviously you're playing with more than just 11 players. I've always yeah, just gone yeah. as cheap as possible on the bench. Like, I yeah, would consider Dennis. <laughs> yeah, it gives me that little bit extra that if someone around that sort of similar price range, but not absolute fodder, sort of like 0.5 to 1 mil more than fodder, starts doing well. And there will be players who go through these sort of hot patches, like 5.5 mil midfielders or 5.5 midfield, 5.5 mil forwards or whatever. Yeah. Um, it does mean I'm able to just switch to them quick. Plus, it doesn't necessarily mean I've got other fires to put out because I have a full playing bench. So for instance, like this week with Antonio, I, I don't need to sell him because I've got a full bench. So I can just sort of hold on to him. That doesn't become an urgent transfer for me. Whereas other people, if you've got two, three dead spots, suddenly you need to get rid of Antonio because yeah. you just have no one. Otherwise you're left with 10 players or whatever. So, And and from someone who's lost three players after their wild card this week, it, 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 it does, it does scream decent. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it, we've, it's we've a been, good strategy. We've been personally attacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time it's ever happened to me, to be fair. Um, but 12 points off the bench. Can't talk about enough. Uh, let's move on then to another player I want to talk about is, and just going to read, just going to read some stats for you. Okay. Uh, six minutes played, two goals scored, three <laughs> bonus points, 12 points total. It is Edward. What are we thinking, gents? <laughs> Rich, thinking about um, it? Um, I mean, I'm not looking at him. I mean, he's, <laughs> I, I think he I goes into Gallagher, at least a pot where I'm going to keep an eye on Palace. Yeah. But that's about as far as it goes, really. I don't know much about him. I've seen him seen him play for six minutes he looked pretty good yeah i've watched a pretty lot lively of um it's 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 bittersweet for celtic fans because he left he just was 
extremely lazy when he didn't want to play uh, or when he felt like he was better than the club or that he wanted to move and it just it just seemed like he wasn't trying and then he absolutely lost all and, and you know he wasn't even playing every game because of it he was getting benched a lot um and I don't even know if this is this is completely relevant because it seems like he's so happy with his move. He comes on and scores two belters. He's so lively. I've never I haven't seen him run that much in like in a year. Um, and he's so happy, and then he gets his goals, and then we've got to talk about it. And and you know, like I said, bittersweet. Um, but he genuinely is an absolutely amazing player on his day. Um, one of the best strikers that Celtic have had in a, in a long time. So, so are you going to be getting him in? I, I can't. I can't get him in just on the amount that I hate him so much right now. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, to tell you the truth, uh, Liverpool away, Brighton at home, two bad fixtures. Uh, Leicester at home. Leicester kept City at bay. I'm sure they could do Crystal Palace. Um, it might be a little bit more open. But again, uh, it's not a great fixture. Then they go to Arsenal. So the fixtures aren't really great for Palace for a little while. So he's at least okay to to look for um, and and wait and just see what's happening. And I think that's going to be the case with a lot of Palace players. However, you know, Gallagher's already went up in price. Um, a player that people are talking about more and more because of the fixtures move, just let's quickly jump on him, is, is Pookie. Um, Jonathan... Do you think that Norwich are a good enough team? I've shown enough promise for for us to bet on Pookie going back to the Pookie that we know. I think I think he's a pretty reasonable option. Yeah. I think like sort of most seasons at this point we already like establish who the whipping boys of the Prem are likely going to be. Yeah. I don't think we've really seen that this season. Um, I think all teams have shown some pretty good promise, uh, whether that be attacking promise or sort of defensive promise. Um, yeah. I, I don't think Norwich have been out of sorts by any by any stretch of the imagination. So I, th- I definitely think Pukki's a pretty reasonable option. Yeah. He's only scored one goal, but we have to remember Liverpool, Man City, Leicester, Arsenal, they did have the worst fixtures. I know that they're coming out of and it was a penalty, which is mm. either a good thing or a bad thing, uh, depending on what you want to look for. He took penalties when he was on last season, right? Or the season... They, they didn't up. get many penalties, though. <laughs> That's true. They saved a lot, but they didn't get... I remember him scoring one against Spurs, actually. But um, I, th- I think with these cheap forwards, I'm not actually that interested. Like yeah. I feel like there's so many good strikers. Like There's all these value ones like Bamford and well DCL. We don't know what's going on. Antonio's still a great option. I like Ronaldo and Lukaku. So I don't really want to be spending money on, on the really cheap ones. If I had to pick a six million, it, it would be Pookie. Yes, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't expect much. But for six million and on penalties... 5.9 now. 5.9. 5.9 then. So he's he's, he's all right. It, it depends on team structure. And if I was wildcard and I wouldn't be putting a six mil striker or 5.9 billion striker in there. So should we move on quickly to our last headline? I think it's going to be quite a short headline. Then we can get into a few different, few questions that we've got and go through our transfers as well. Yeah. So sticking so, on to the striker uh, chat, Antonio stick or twist. And I guess now we could just throw DCL into that sticker twist after tonight. Um, yeah. So, and we got a couple of questions on that. So Mark asking Antonio stick or twist, which inspired the name of the headline. We've got FPL soccer crazy. who's mentioned this in the chat. And he mentioned it on Twitter that they did a drunk transfer last night and took out Antonio and brought in Jimenez. They watched match of the day. So made it looking good though. 
<laughs> Antonio, <laughs> stick or twist, Jonathan. He was drunk when he told us that tweet. <laughs> Are you still think, drunk, soccer crazy? <laughs> I think um, with Antonio, it's entirely dependent on your team, which is a sort of easy cop out. But I mean, as I was saying before, with my team, I've got a full playing bench. I don't, I don't need to get rid of Antonio. There's a lot of people who have at least two fodder, and then. Maybe they have another player who's potentially rotation prone and there could be something there or obviously a lot of Champions League games happening. Um, if you've got a sort of a team with a fair few of those options, whether you think there's any chance of any rotation amongst them, then yeah. that becomes a bit problematic. So in, entirely dependent on your bench and stuff, I think is he good enough to hold on to and see out the other side and will you want him after that United fixture? Probably. Or at least I think I do. I can understand there's arguments against it with them playing Europa League and many maybe managed minutes, but he's still a sort of um, a player who just loves to take an endless amount of shots every single time he plays. Um, so for me and my personal team, it's a stick, but I get why it's an absolute twist for a lot of teams with the position they might be in, especially if they've got DCL as well. Didn't you captain Antonio when he scored four goals? Yeah, that was wonderful, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't mention it, so I almost felt like I had to. I was I was convinced you were going to mention it, and you didn't. This is what humble looks like, something that me and you both don't have. <laughs> Put us in a room where the one that's going to talk about everyone else's uh, good fortune. I think that this is a great opportunity because we just talked about the budgets that we could go down to and we could talk all day about whether your team should or shouldn't have uh, the capabilities of being able to keep Antonio in for one more week and the fixtures aren't that bad and we you know the 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 war rages on on twitter on whether uh, west ham fixtures are good or bad and to be fair we don't know how they're gonna fare and how and when i say they i mean his his hamstrings we don't know how they're gonna fare um <laughs> during europe games and if he's gonna be playing a lot and blah 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 um but for me i think it might be a good opportunity to start talking about whether we absolutely downgrade uh, the hell out of Antonio and start looking towards a kind of more expensive back end or defense or whatever funny word you want to say about it. But I think that the problem, the problem that I have uh, using my wild card is that I'm kind of stuck in that I've moved my money to midfield and then all the midfielders didn't do very well except for the premium. So therefore the, the, the uh, flavor of the week is now a, a, a good defense. Do you think Rich that, it might be a good opportunity to start downgrading our strikers and put more money into defence? Or do you think that we should still have three good playing strikers, especially someone who has Cristiano Ronaldo and Lukaku? Yeah, so I think that answers my question. Answers it from my point of view that I'm looking at putting more money in, into strikers, but actually also more money in defence as well. Something I'd say with Antonio, um, I think I just saw it as a... I think sometimes it's very easy to be too patient and plan too far ahead. And I think it's somewhere I've been burnt a few times. I mean, even look at, I went for Lukaku a week early when he was playing Liverpool. That move could have waited a week and then it's ended up costing me 17 points because I've gone that, that you know, the week too early. So with Antonio, if I hold him, which I'd love to do, I think he's a brilliant asset and I think he'll be you know, yeah. brilliant for weeks to come. It's kind of like I'm deliberately getting a zero pointer in that position this week. All and the hope that he's going to do well in game week six. Mm. And then in, in game week six, you know, I'll be, I'll be terrified of Ronaldo against Villa anyway. Yeah. So it, 
we keep saying it's team dependent, but it is team dependent. And I feel like if I'm holding Antonio for next week, what if I hold him a week and he doesn't do anything next week or the week after? Yeah. I've, I've cost myself, because it would definitely be costing myself points this week. And then there's a lot more pressure on it to be right. So at plus, I've got wild card, so I can always get him back. Yeah, I hate that you still have your wild card because we're going to hear about this every single week. Is, and, you know, I've still got my wild card. And, you know, I think it's best if you do it before you do wild card. And, you know what? I've got this formation, but I could always always, always change during my wild card. So, I mean, I could uh, pretend uh, I've used my wild card. <laughs> but you should. You should a- answer it generically. <laughs> um, no, I'm joking. I, I think most people opinion. do have their wild card. Like, I haven't got the stats oh, yeah. of how many people used it, but I'd have, I'd have thought it's over half. No, I know. I know. I know. I'm just salty um <laughs> uh, jonathan do you do you think that it's worth if we're not talking about wildcard and let's pretend it doesn't exist that it's worth kind of moving money about because it seems like there's so many strikers that are now out that we've been thinking about um do you think now's the time i think it's a pretty reasonable option it's pretty annoying that it's come at this point at least from my own personal view sort of going back to the three premiums if that's to ultimately be your plan like to move that about the problem is like you're costing yourself more points to do that now unless you had a plan to like bring in Lukaku in a couple of weeks like myself yeah that was sort of the ultimate plan if I do that now it's going to cost me like an extra four points to be able to do that I agree whether I think it's worth the four points probably not I'm just gonna hold off and yeah eventually upgrade him but not this week um yeah yeah i agree it's came at, it's came at the, the worst time for people who have got fires because this is when fires start um seems like more than usual this week um that might be biased too um but yeah then to start talking about formation changes is is another kind of fire in itself um i totally agree for me um i probably would just hold antonio regardless like he's done so well that i can't see for 7.9 or whatever no no one really got him in at that price but even if you did that's still an uh less than 8 million for the amount of goals that he has and assist potential and the all all roundedness and we talk about how the potential of his european games will will bring a a significant decline and all that stuff but i feel like if it's if it isn't broke don't fix it and this is one time where we can be patient with players we talk about oh i want to be i want to be more patient next year i want to be hit averse i don't i don't want to jump off you know this is why we get benches is just in case and then you know something happens and we're like oh no let's get rid of antonio or let's get bamford or whatever it's also a time you can get rid of a player and it doesn't backfire so it's it's also it's also worth bearing that in mind like you can literally remove him guilt-free and and another point is you can always go back like just because you started with him or bought him in later then you get rid of him doesn't mean you can't get him back straight away it's a bit like go for Ronaldo last week but I've gone for Ronaldo this week like yeah as as someone who brings in players way too early um and you say it all the time um Mm. it's interesting that you still hold those beliefs (laughs) um what about getting rid of about getting rid of him no I just mean like doing things guilt-free it's it's I agree that he won't get any points next week so therefore anyone you bring in can potentially do better although you know they could get minus points as well um but yeah but but, would you rather have so my my scenario is it might be very different to other people's but would you rather have ronaldo for a minus four or would you rather have antonio who doesn't play but you've got him ongoing um (laughs) i feel like you've kind of cornered me into (laughs) something there like how how am i getting cristiano ronaldo 
Well, be, I mean, we've got to use my scenario. I sold yeah. Bruno for If I still had Bruno and I had Antonio. I sold Bruno for a hit. But well, yeah, so a lot of people were doing that, but it was Ings. Do you know what I mean? Like, like you can... I could continue for the next few weeks with Lukaku and Antonio. Yeah. And but Antonio misses this week, or I can make the switch and get Ronaldo. Yeah. I think for I think if I still the gain have Bruno. of Ronaldo outdoes the loss of Antonio, especially when you couple it with the fact he's not going to be playing. Yeah, you're basically your scenario is the same thing that everyone had last week when they were doing Ings and Bruno, right? Out for Greenwood and, and Ronaldo. And you're it, this is the exact same thing except it's not the same because Antonio's not playing. No, I know, but I feel like that's like a matter. better version of that. I, I disagree. <laughs> I, I hate that, actually. I hate that idea of if they've got a red card or they're definitely not going to be playing, so therefore it's guilt-free. It's not. You're going to get rid... If he starts banging again, you're trying to get him back. You, you've lost money. Um, he is the highest striker, uh, I, I think. He m might not be anymore, but he definitely was for the first three game weeks. Um, he plays right, phenomenally. So obviously game week five, Ronaldo is going to score more. I in can't believe six, you're making me compare Ronaldo okay, and Antonio. What I mean. In so game week dumb. six, who's going to score more? Antonio away to Leeds or Ronaldo at home to Villa? Yeah, well, probably Ronaldo, but that doesn't matter. I'm talking about, <laughs> they're a completely different caliber of player. Um, and actually, I hope he doesn't know because of that. Well, number one, because I'm, I'm, I will still own him. The fair um, comparison <laughs> would be then to bring Bruno in it. Bruno into the equation but obviously we've said Bruno's not a good, as good an asset as he was before if he's not on penalties well okay then we'd have to use someone comparative to Bruno's price but not but not Bruno and then do that so I guess Mane and Antonio or you know Greenwood and 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 Ronaldo and then in which case these, it's always going to be Ronaldo I feel like you can't get very Ronaldo. complicated I know we're going down a rabbit hole <laughs> I, I actually got more points this week by not doing a hit for Ronaldo because Bruno scored and because I played Cody so it does it's you yeah. know it's a confusing game you have, I, there's lots of variables my point before we move on is simply that it's not guilt-free just because he's out for a week you have to consider the six game weeks process you have to consider the patient I mean, it's, process it's not the, it's not the sole reason i'm doing it but that's a bonus that is a bonus i the bonus is that you can you, you don't have to worry but if you're not a warrior like i don't transfer out a player then hope they don't score i mean it's nice but it's not whereas i feel like you are one of those like oh well, i've done only, this i really I've only hope. Got 10 players as well but anyway let's let's move on <laughs> yeah no we'll talk yeah <laughs> i can't believe you threw that in at the end all right let's talk about our teams <laughs> mommy and daddy are fighting jonathan but we still love oh, we've, you <laughs> we've, got a few, we've got a few questions actually there you go for um, me. so the, i think the first one we there was one in the chat from paddy um so paddy's saying thoughts on big at the back trent rudiger james diaz and Cancelo are the the examples that he's given yeah well do you want um, big at the back or do you want ronaldo so, so I mean. well with, with <laughs> midfielders 6.5 plus and salah and then three forwards lukaku ronaldo and armstrong yeah so, I mean, what do you think about that? That's like a that's like a five two three. Oh, Jonathan's uh, face is of disgust. I, I, I don't get how that's possible. Trent, <laughs> Rudiger, James, Diaz, Cancelo. As I, in, mean, I guess it's no a couple bench. of those. Just a couple. It can't be all five of those because you can't fit them in with Salah, Lukaku, and Ronaldo and Armstrong. I, I don't know. Oh, I guess yeah. It depends how many of those defenders you're after, but I don't see it really being plausible unless you have three completely dead spots on your bench and that be becomes pretty mids. risky oh you'd yeah, be going like yeah. you'd be going like gilmore and and uh allen and brownhill brownhill yeah oh. plus you've 
You've got you don't two have Chelsea, a wild two card. City defenders. He could get rotated every you know, now I, and then. I hate. Yeah. I, it's so difficult because like four point like Livermento scored six points. I'm. I don't think Alan's going to score six points every week. I'm not saying Livermento can. I'm just saying like he gets. You know, if the team does well, he'll get six points. But if the team does well, Alan's not getting six points. He's getting one. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's a hard sell. I really you like all those defenders, possible, though. And I do quite like it. I just think I'd, if I was going to go for something like that, I'd want the defenders to be more nailed or more of the defenders to be nailed. And obviously, that's quite subjective. Like Who's not nailed? I guess James. James will play more nailed. than others. Well, let's change James to um, Dean. It's more about structure anyway, isn't it? But um, I, yeah, think... I thought that was quite a cool question. Um, we got a question from Matt as well. Sorry, what were you going to say there before we move on, John? Nothing? Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I think if you can get to that easy enough, and you have a wild card available. I don't mind it, but I think if you've used your wild card or using your wild card to do that, it just looks like you're going to end up with a lot of fires constantly yeah. and a bit of a headache. Like it only takes like bent. Like sure, you can be like, oh, but these four point five mil mids. If I need two points, that's fine. They they can get rotated quite easily. Yeah, and then you're just you end up in a very awkward position where you're taking like minus fours to try and undo that, and then you're you're ultimately having to take the money out of defense. I think it's like a high sort of aggressive route to go, and you can be like, well, if it doesn't work out, that's fine. I can just hit the wild card. Yeah, if it but does amazing, that, if it does amazing, you can get fifty thousand likes on Twitter, and if it does really badly, you just wild card away and never mention it again. Exactly. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> right, let's move on. Rich is worried about time. <laughs> yeah, can you tell? Can you tell? <laughs> yeah, because you're not, you're not, you're not contributing, and you're just like waiting for the pause. I'm just looking at the clock. Sorry. Oh, you no, know. no, let's go. Of course, one right, of us has got to be responsible here. No, no, I you don't want like a five-hour pod. <laughs> I would do it. I would do it for you. I, I'd like a five-hour pod, but not today. Um, <laughs> not because you, Jonathan, because I, I don't feel very well. <laughs> <laughs> you're so nice. Amazing. I know, I know. All right, are we doing but, our teams? No, we have got a question from Matt as well. Oh yeah, okay. I mean, it's a good question. So let's let's cover it quickly. I think I might know what the answer is without wanting to bias people. Um, Matt's asked in our Slack channel, uh, saying he's done a lot of drafts doing the premium dance. And every time I think, why am I doing this instead of just downgrading Trent? People tell me that's mad, but happy to downgrade Bruno. Sell me on why Trent is better than Fernandez. And I will say he put this in the Slack on Saturday night. So yeah. it was before what Trent did yesterday. And maybe Matt's opinion on that has changed. Maybe Maybe it's not. But Trent, Jonathan, is he someone you'd consider selling? No. High clean sheet potential, high bonus point potential. He's got the highest XA out of everyone, which is, I mean, that contributes towards the high bonus point potential given if he gets an assist, gets a clean sheet, bonus points galore. Like, if his XA for this season is 2.4. If you were to get that for like a 7.5 midfielder, people would be going pretty crazy over it i think so i think like and like from that like no other players close like sellers at 2.1 jotters at 1.6 they're second and third out of the entire game not just liverpool so he's got like the highest exit a by an absolute mile there yeah i think he's just way too valuable not to, 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 to chances created and, and assists trent is what mané is to shots <laughs> i'm gonna Off read top a, of the charts i'm gonna read a tweet out um it is from jason from early fpl and it said uh you can have a poor game tracking back not hold the line play players on side be inaccurate in corners crosses and free kicks and you get one assist from one accurate pass 
three goals scored in the game otherwise, and you still get three bonus points. Joke. <laughs> and I think that perfectly encapsulates why Trent is essential. I'm not going to say essential, but he is a very good player. Is that, um, you know, he can play bad, but if the team get a clean sheet, that's 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 good for bonus. And all he has to do is one other thing, which is very, very common for him. It's very common for him. And then he gets the three bonus. Like that's that's uh, on top of the stuff that you're missing out on in terms of his assists and potential cheeky free kick goal or whatever. Um, he's also very very good for bonus, despite you know his aggressive playing nature. So yeah, another another um, not on his uh, bedpost. Yeah, then he's probably not one you want to remove. I doubt I will. There there could be an opportunity, and I, I know you don't like me saying this, Dave, but maybe ahead of wildcard, um, Liverpool's fixtures. <laughs> there is a little period where Liverpool's fixtures in a few weeks aren't the best. Take them out and then wildcard them back in. Ones. So someone pointed out to me, you could maybe look at moving Trent to Concello for a couple of weeks and then maybe wildcard out of it. But I don't know if I'd take that risk. Always to transfer doing that. But. See if he was nailed. See if Cancelo was nailed. I wouldn't mind that because they're basically the same player, right? They've got high high potential, high bonus. They're, they they get cheeky assists. Um, maybe Cancelo's not... 1.5 million less as well. He's cheaper. He doesn't do as much. Like, obviously, Trent's a, a, a player who they look to constantly for those crosses. Like, it's not like Salah's crossing it. You know, I mean, he's yeah. he's in the box. So, um, whereas, you know, we where we're talking about Pep and how he was speaking about wanting a player that had their good foot over on that side so that they're good for crosses. And we were talking about how, that, how that's good um, for Torres and stuff because it means his crosses instead of people like Mares coming into the box. Um, that might be bad for Kincello. Um It's why Trent is so much worth his price. But I don't mind the mm. Cancelo argument i think it would be a very unique scenario where you could put good use to the funds i mean basically i think it's a no don't do it but yeah let's five minutes let, right so should we get on to our transfers and our captains as well we'll start with yeah. the guest so that's, that's you jonathan um so what's your plan for for transfers first of all i think it I've, looks like you've done at least one i've already done it yeah um, i don't <gasps> no! know uh yeah came to ronaldo i saw ronaldo was going up in price Kane was going down in price mm. i didn't want to stare at Kane in my team any longer um after having him for three game weeks and he scored three points despite the fixtures being amazing won't price too much how but, many minutes uh, after the spurs game did you transfer him out uh no i waited to make sure ronaldo got through his game uninjured right. And okay, I was like, so okay. 90th minute in the Man United game. Done. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and then Salah captain. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't, Palace have looked reasonable, but then having said that, I remember the last time I didn't captain Salah against Palace, and that's when we got news that he wasn't starting. <laughs> didn't he come so on and score or something? He came on and he scored a hat-trick. Yeah. And, <laughs> and everyone <laughs> on Twitter being like, Oh, what, why did you uh, why did you not captain Salah even though you knew he wasn't starting? Surely you knew he was going to come on and score. I was like, oh, okay, good. That's such a poor <laughs> argument. <isn't it? laughs> Whoever said that is dumb. <laughs> there, there was a lot of them. <laughs> was that like the seven nil, and then yeah, everyone jumped cool. on Liverpool players like more, and then they didn't really do anything for a while. Was that the yeah? And Palace yes. had looked defensively good up mm. until that point as well, as they have done this season. It's the exact same scenario. But, yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah. So, they just want. They just yeah. had a very good win too. It's going to pull at least a few people off of of Salah. But there's no. The good thing about this week is that there's no real decent other options unless you're going to go for a Man City player. But anyway, um, 
you don't have to do anything about Antonio because we were talking about your bench being so awesome. Um, so uh, is there any other plans in the on the horizon? Yes. Uh, by game week seven, I'll instead of Antonio, I'll want Lukaku. And to fund that, um, I'll drop Tony down to Dennis by the looks of it. And then Jota, whoever I think is a reasonable sort of 5.5 to 6 mil option. Mm-hmm. Um just before they have a tough fixture as well in that game week. Um, so they're sort of the next moves penciled in so I can have that Ronaldo Lukaku Salah team. And is it going to be a mini wild card or are you going to be doing it gradually? So one this week, maybe Tony down next week, Jota down. Yeah, well, yeah, I've already had my move this week, but next week it'll be Tony down given right. Brentford's fixtures get tougher and I don't mind playing Dennis either. Um, which I don't think I'll even need to do actually looking at my bench with uh, having Reggie on there and Livermento there. How much money do you um, have um, after all this is said and done? Like, are you quite close? Because Tony's been dropping, he's already dropped. I don't think Jota's well, going to go anywhere, to be fair. Yeah, it depends who I... I mean, the good thing is the last move will be Jota and Antonio out. So then I, I should have, I think, at least 5.5 in the bank to to, to find that midfielder. Um, I think it's probably a little bit more than that. Um, So I can sort of adjust who I want that cheap midfield enabler to be, essentially. Mm. Um, Yeah. Okay, fair play. Rich, any comments? Yeah, no, I like like the team. I mean, would you be tempted? Um, Because obviously I know I've mentioned Spurs' defence is not that good. Obviously you've got Regulon at home to Chelsea. Would you be tempted to play him ahead of Gilmore at home to Watford just because maybe Regulon's ceiling's higher? I know that might sound I've, ridiculous, but he could you know, hit this, hit a double digit. It's not impossible. Yeah, I've been very close to even considering a minus four for Reguilon to Samedo, which I don't think I'll do. And then obviously he jumps straight in place for Gilmore. Gilmore actually didn't start. I haven't really looked into why he didn't get any minutes. Was he, yeah. I guess, just I spoke a lot to, of fixtures from international? Or? Yeah, it was exactly that. A couple of Norwich yeah. fans said to me that, yeah, there was some comments as well that he played a lot of games for Scotland. So he yeah, was that makes sense. He was they flat out for... Back in. He was and flat they signed out. a new player as well. So I think Gilmore could be playing more advanced. Oh, okay. Oh, that's yeah. lovely to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that's one I'm considering whether I do bin Reguillon for Samedo. But having heard that, probably Hank Still and... Keep it on Gilmore. It is a lot of moves, you know, like you've already gone. That's three that just to get Lukaku and then, you know, you're adding Regulon. Shaw's fixtures drop after a while. Um, if Leeds continue on this trajectory of not playing very well, then you've got Rafina and Ailing there. I'm going to I'm gonna bet there's a wild card coming in at some nah. point. No, you're just going to leave Jonathan's it team always looks like this. He's always got like a the strange bench, but it's, it seems to work. It seems yeah, to, it seems to the good thing is, like, if I have problem with Leeds, like, I still have on that bench, as it stands, Antonio, Reguilon, Livramento. If I have problem in not wanting to play Oling and just want to play Raf, I still have that option because I've yeah. got the bench players who will start. Um, and it's the reason I set up like this. I think my sort of strategy is just to go as long as possible without a wild card and really push it on, which is why I want to find a way to have that sort of trio of Ronaldo, Salah, Lukaku for when the Chelsea fixtures turn, which mm. I'm able to do with these sort of plans. So, yeah. How does um, rotating goalkeepers work for you? Because obviously for people listening on the podcast, you've got Sanchez and Backman, and it's something I tried a few, se- two seasons ago, I tried it, I tracked it, and rotating keepers did actually pay off for me. However, there was a lot of, I was getting very lucky with like penalty saves. 
Um, but how, how have you found it? I haven't rotated at all yet. It's just been so just Sanchez. Sanchez in that every single week. This is more just in case there's any sort of COVID stuff that comes up or whatever and I need a goalkeeper to play or whatever. After last season, I got stung. I, I think I made like four goalkeeper transfers in the space of seven game weeks. Otherwise, I didn't have a keeper. <laughs> so I was like, this season, I'll just go with two 4.5s as long as I don't think I'm sacrificing too much with that 0.5. It's interesting because you, you, you play quite risky, as in you didn't have Bruno game week one, but then you play really safe in the way you have like a really stacked bench. Um, I just I just find that, just find that intriguing. Is that to do with value or something? It means you can be risky uh, on yeah. the pitch, right? If your bench is safe, you can be riskier, I'm assuming. Yeah, exactly that. In the if I take a punt on a player and it goes south or whatever, it's fine because I've got a bench to deal with it. And and it's also a case of if I've got a fire to put out, like I do have Antonio here, I, I don't need to put it out straight away because I've got the bench. So I yeah. feel like being safer allows you to be riskier, essentially. Um, but you're not in that like moment. you're not like taking a punt on a goalkeeper. I know that's an extreme position, but you know what I mean? You haven't got some crazy goalkeeper that takes penalties that comes off the bench every now and then. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, if that was the case, if, if I that was a possibility, then maybe, but... All right, shall we move on? Whose team is my yeah, team Yeah, so you're, you're next your up, Dave. Um, so unlike, unlike our guest, our very smart guest, I have been... Um, yeah, my bench is a bit of a mess now. Wow. Um, I have Livermento, Antonio, and Mendy on the bench. Mendy as in the non-playing. Well, they're both non-playing now. Hilarious. Um, Christensen. <laughs> we won't go there. Even I won't go there. Um, Christensen um, against Tottenham isn't the worst. I wouldn't be bothered about him if he was nailed. And that's an issue. Um, Calvert-Lewin is now injured. Potentially for three weeks, I'm hearing. Um, Antonio, I don't want to get rid of Antonio, but he he won't be playing this week. Um, so if I if I only do one transfer, look at Rich's face. Shut up. Shut You're up. just repeating what I said. Shut You're up. like, mm, Antonio doesn't play this week. <laughs> no, well, I know, but I'm, uh, I'm, I still jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, anyway, so uh, what was I saying? Yeah. So if I don't, if I only do one transfer, then it means that I'm probably going to have to play Livermento versus Man City if Christensen doesn't show up. Um, so either I take a you know that that infamous hit right after wildcard, um, which no one would blame me for. It, I, I think I'd blame myself though um, for Calvert Lewin to Bamford, Christensen to I don't know Ailing or something. I probably won't go Ailing. I would you know who I would go probably White. Because I probably only play him one game, two games. He's got decent fixtures, and he's dropped in price, so I'd save a million or point point one million. Um, it means that I can upgrade Shaw to Cancelo um, once his bad fixtures go, and I would have point one in the bank just in case Cancelo goes up in price again. Um, so yeah, I th- I'm, that's what I'm planning. Um, and then Calvert Lewin to to Bamford is an obvious transfer. Although I did tweet earlier and have been thinking about it a lot that Leeds don't actually look that good. And I know they haven't been playing. And I said it before Liverpool um, that I might give them a couple of weeks before I start bringing them in. Because one of the plans was like, you know, bring in Jota. And if he only has one week, then I could downgrade him, upgrade other places. I, w- I really want Cancelo and I don't want to get rid of Trent. So that's what I was thinking. But, you know, Raf- Rafina doesn't seem like someone I would really want to. Is it just me that aren't, 
I'm not really on Leeds at all, Rich. Do you? You uh, you like? I Leeds. mean, I've got I've got two Leeds players. Yeah, but three, what do you think? They haven't done that good this season. I like them. I think with this, this fixture, this fixture swing, right, you know, I, I'd, I'd want to get a couple. In. Can I ask you about your team, just really quickly? No, we've got to move on. Thank you, though. Uh, yeah, go for it. <laughs> go. For the podcast, this is you've got Lukaku, Calvert Lewin, and Antonio. So yes. obviously, you've got two players not playing, two strikers playing, not playing this week. Yep. Is it possible you can do Calvert Lewin to Ronaldo and then Antonio down to Scarlet or something? Sugar, hold on. Um, if that is, that would be wild. I doubt it though. Obviously, it would go against everything you stand for about you know because you've got to hold with Antonio. Nah, I've only got fifteen point nine million. I'm just curious. Fifteen point nine million. If I took them out, so that means I would I would spend twelve point five on Ronaldo, and I would have two point nine uh, left or something. Oh, okay. That it would not work. So no. no. I would need to take. I would need to take. <laughs> I thought it looked too good to be true. To be Should fair, have a four-four-two with a better midfield than myself. Hold on. See if I'd put Christensen in, uh, into the mix for a minus eight. I might be able to get away with it. But then anyway, it's it's probably a bit silly. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your captain going to be? Um, my captain is probably going to be Salah. I know it's not there. I forgot to change it before I took a screenshot. Um, but it's yeah, mine, Salah. Jonathan. Salah. <laughs> no, that's cool. So you're you're gonna ha- it's gonna be because don't forget it's a Friday night deadline as well so you don't have long to <sighs> contemplate your moves and actually that's good for the listeners as well we have got a Friday night deadline right okay I'm changing my bus team right now as we speak right let's move on to you <laughs> yeah let's go on to my team so I've already done a minus four I removed Antonio for Ronaldo I enabled that by doing Bruno to Sar um, the only dilemma I had was I could have afforded Torres instead of Sar. But there's two reasons I've not done it. Um, first of all, I went through the Manchester City forums and they were not speaking very kindly of Torres. A few people were making comments like they want to see KDB back in the false nine, et cetera, et cetera. And Torres didn't get 60 minutes. So After with my team, I didn't want to bring, bring a risky player in. So I bought Sarin for you know the reasons I mentioned him earlier. He's got three really good fixtures. He's on penalties. Also, this, this new structure means I've got 1.2 million in the bank. So with this 4.2, I can actually upgrade Webster and Ailing to two Chelsea defenders or a Chelsea defender and like Cancelo. Cancelo's a bit harder. I can get to James and Rudiger though. So my next two moves ahead of game week seven, I'll be I'll be bringing in triple Chelsea. So two Chelsea defenders and Lukaku. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty pretty happy with my team at the moment. Obviously it's cost a minus four. Obviously I've gone early when there's European fixtures and all of that stuff, but. Again, yeah, you know, that, that's a good caveat, card. actually. It's a good It's good to say that you haven't used your wild card and you've still got a really good team. But remember that, you know, this is a minus eight in four game weeks and, you know, you you had to go early on the Kaku and that was a bit of a um, uh, a weird game week for you. Um, but I'm, not, I mean, I'm happy, though. I mean, overall uh, rank's you know, pretty good in this, this start 200K, of the season. I've, I've done two hits, but I'm a lot happier than I was last season. I was nowhere near yeah. this rank the entirety of last season. Yeah, so. you're flying compared to last season. You're yeah, doing amazing. I, I think one reason I wanted to get on this early was I think a lot of people, when it get if Ronaldo scores the next couple of games, people are not going to be selling Ronaldo to get Lukaku. They're going to be yeah. sat there with Ronaldo, like, he's essential. I'm going to have to get Lukaku in a different way. So maybe it's a dangerous game, but I'm trying to predict what people do. And I don't think I can go till game week 16 without Ronaldo without not enjoying this game. So I'm predicting <laughs> that most people will not sell Ronaldo. And so Ronaldo and Lukaku up front is the way to go. Yeah. I, I like, I, I, I wish, I wish I had your team 
because you don't have Antonio and DC Allen Christensen. <laughs> just one um, card in. But <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, I think all of our teams, they're just very different teams. And it shows this season's a lot more diverse than last year, where you used to look at someone's team and go, oh, that's good because it yeah. was the template. It's similar There's different ways you can go. I love that because we all started. We all started out thinking this year was going to be similar, but these Ronaldo Lukaku additions have totally ruined any template, and we, we're now so diverse. It's crazy, which I love. Yeah, Mane as well. Oh, don't start. <laughs> great, great place to end. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, <laughs> um, no, we did have one more thing. Oh, we so we had some feedback from Flowerpot Man on mm. Twitter. So fairly new to the pod, having only listened twice, thoroughly enjoyed it, and one of the best out there, in my opinion. So thank you very much, Flowerpot Man. I assume that's not your real name, but maybe maybe it, it is. is. I hope it is. Yeah, it's a cool name. I like that. <laughs> um, Thanks, Jonathan. Very much. Thank you very much for coming on. I know, I know you were. It wasn't that long ago you were last on, but we saw this Wolves fixture swing, and we like we just had to get you back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, made a lot of sense. Um, a lot of questions there about Wolves, but hopefully I answered them well. You definitely think- did a lot of food for thought as well so that's been good um i just want to say yeah again thank you so much for coming on especially after the the week that that kind of been easy and and i definitely wouldn't have done it i'm not kidding about that i absolutely would not have so for you to sit there and just answer everything honestly and and not even flinch like fair play man to be fair i uh i got pretty annoyed and i let a lot of sadness out on flapjack um, a couple of days before I came on. <laughs> let, you let the <laughs> on the Saturday, out let it all out. I'm all right now. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine how... I, I, I almost feel like we're dwelling on this too much, but, you know, there was... When Ronaldo scored that hat-trick, I was like, oh, you know, not happy. And then, obviously, Lukaku saved the day. So, yeah, I don't know why I've mentioned that. It's just going to make you feel worse. But no your, days the last game, it wasn't that bad. Um, <laughs> and you've had, you've had some incredible seasons in recent years. Yeah, yeah, hopefully we'll claw it back. Uh, yeah, uphill battle, but happy to take on the battle. Yeah, Fair look play. forward to seeing how you get on. I'm sure I am sure I hear how you get on on a daily and, basis. And uh, if you want to follow <laughs> Jonathan, you can at lowfpltsb or just look up the very differential. You sh- you'll find him or go and look our tweets. Um, is there anything else you want to plug before we go, my man? Myself? No. All good over here. So you, you got you got Tinder or anything you wanted like? For... <laughs> nah, taken sadly. Otherwise, I'd be uh, I'd oh, be plugging so away. Looking forward to <laughs> meeting you again. Oh, <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, thank you from all of us here at FPL Surgery. We will be back next Wednesday uh, with another incredible guest, and we'll keep you guessing who it is just for now. Until next time, though, Rich. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. See you guys next time. Bye.